Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, folks, we're back once again at the corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us again today. Yesterday, I started talking to you about how to be a peacemaker. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, we have what we call the Beatitudes. There are eight of them. The seventh is, Blessed uh, are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And this is something that God desires of us as Christians, not to be people who stir up trouble, not to be people who return evil for evil, but rather uh, be peacemakers. And as I shared also with you there that growing up for me, I'd hear the Word of God preached, and you know we were told, be this, do that. And I was like, well, someone just explained how. <laughs> Tell me how to do this. And sometimes the practical steps are not being taught to us. And some of the things that we are to do are not easy to do, but if it, if it were easy to do, then, then perhaps we could do it without God. We wouldn't need God. But God calls us to do things that we can't do by ourselves. They're counterintuitive. They are counter uh, to the flesh and the abilities of ourselves. And therefore, we need God to do the things that we cannot do, but God desires of us to do. And so yesterday, I kind of started sharing what I call maybe the, the Ten Commandments to, uh, for the life of a peacemaker. If you're going to be a peacemaker, there's things that you need to be doing and acting on, things you should be doing and not doing. And we find this in Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 37. Great instruction here through Jesus. And one of the first things he gives us, he says, thou shalt, that we should love our enemies. And so if we give it like a commandment, thou shalt love thine enemy. And we find that in verse number 27. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies and do good to them which hate you. The second one that we talked about is that we're to bless, thou shalt bless them that curse thee. And that's found in verse number 28, bless them that curse thee, curse you. And the best way to do it, and again, I'll bring it up again because it's worth saying it again and again and again. Great advice for us in Proverbs 15, verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath. When those who want your destruction, those who've cursed you, want you dead, want you in hell, want you, uh, you know, who despise you, instead of returning evil for evil, God says, bless them. Give a soft answer. It turns away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. I mean, that's what we want to give, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah, well, take this, you know, and we just want to, you know, throw it back at them. Be a mirror. Rubber bounces back at them, right? But God says, don't do that. Bless them. Thirdly, God says that we're to pray for them who mistreat us. And that's found in verse number eight. And pray for them which despitefully use you. And perhaps that's the most powerful thing we can do is pray. Pray that God, and now, now you, well, what you're thinking there, all right, I'll pray. Yeah, sure, I'll pray. I'll pray that God, you know, uh, destroys their life. And, and he said, no, no. Pray that God will en enlighten them. 
and open their eyes. And if they're not saved, may they come to salvation. And so here, here's the fourth. We didn't get into it there. The fourth commandment is thou shalt not get even. <laughs> Uh, people say, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't uh, get even. I get ahead. Uh, no, no, that's not how God wants us to behave when we've been wronged, when our enemy has done us dirty, and and uh, and and we're getting more and more volatile in our nation. I mean, the polarization of our views are getting so strong. And the rhetoric is be, is becoming very vicious. And our flesh wants to get even, but God says, don't. Verse number 29. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. What God wants us to do is to show kindness. That, you know, if they strike you, turn the other cheek. Don't punch back. Don't push back. Don't, you know, now if you have an opportunity to run, get out of that situation, do. Get out of there. But don't return evil for evil. If they smite thee, turn to them the other cheek. Now, <laughs> i got to tell you a funny story. Growing up, we used to play football. That's soccer, that is, to, to uh, you Americans. But uh, we, we grew up playing soccer as uh, kids. And there was a little patch of grass there uh, close to our house. And us boys would go over there and, and play play football over there. and But we had a couple bullies that lived out there that didn't like us and didn't want us playing on their little patch of grass, which they claimed as theirs simply because they were bullies. Well, long story short, one of my friends there, he and I were out there playing, and, and uh, Kevin wasn't going to back down to these bullies, and a fight starts out. They deck him. <laughs> and, and I go running home like a like a, a good boy, right? And I tell my dad, oh, you know, a big fight, and Kevin's hurt, and so, you know, we run over there, and Kevin's just laid out. I mean, he is not moving at all, and so uh, we, we get the car, and we think we have to run him off to the hospital, and are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Well, you know, and he said, well, I just, just thought I'd just la- act like I was passed out, so they stopped kicking me and hitting me and stuff, and then in the car, he was telling us there, well, Brother Wallace, you know, who was his pastor, my dad. Uh, you, you told us that we ought to turn the other cheek, you know, and uh, yeah, but uh, you don't just stay there and keep getting hit. You run, you get, get out of there. Now, people say, well, well, the Bible doesn't tell us what we're to do after they hit the second time. You know, does that give me license to, you know, to lay in? Well, no doubt, protect yourself, of course. A little funny story I heard. A college professor got a phone call early in the morning. It was 3 o'clock in the morning, and it was his neighbor, Mr. Smith. And professor, just want to let you know your dog is barking. Well, the professor thanked him and kindly hung up. Well, the next morning, the professor called Mr. Smith at 3 a.m. Exactly, at 3 a.m. And said, Mr. Smith, this is the professor. Just want to let you know that I don't have a dog. (laughs) And so he got him back there by calling him, waking him up in the morning. Well, God says we got to be above that. We don't get even. All right, here's the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment, and we get this in uh, verse 29 and 30, that we should give freely. If they're going to, you know, take from us, give it freely. And don't expect it back again. And he that taketh, and, and the Bible says, and him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee. And of him that taketh away thy goods, 
ask them not again. And so when we're in that situation and people abuse us and require of us, God says, be a giver. Give it freely. The sixth thing that we ought to do is that we should treat others as ourselves. Now, this is what we call the golden rule. And if you're going to be a peacemaker, and if the world, if we all lived this way, if we all kept this commandment, if I can call it a commandment, then this is truly the model for, uh, for our life. Let's go back to what happened, what brought all this riot and race uh, fights and everything else going on again. If George Floyd did what uh, he followed this, of doing unto others, and let me read the scripture, it says, and as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them. So apparently it's alleged that he was passing out counterfeit money and counterfeit checks and, and so forth there. Well, no doubt he wouldn't want to be treated that way, so he shouldn't have treated others. Now the policeman, let's look at that. The policeman on his behalf, well, you wouldn't want to be subdued and someone sticking their knee on your neck for the period of time that he had done that. And so the, the point I'm simply making is that if we all treated one another as we would want others to treat us, ourselves, then, folks, we would then be really on the road to peace. But the problem that we live with today and the, and the, and the time that we live in today is that we've ejected God <clears throat> from all our ways. He's not in our schools. He's not allowed. We're not allowed to teach the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> We're not allowed to pray to God. We're not allowed to bring God's Word in there. And we've removed God, and we've, we've removed these principles. But let me quickly get to the chase, because this is really what I want you to get. I gave you a great verse in Proverbs chapter 15, but there's another in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 21. It kind of deals with the same subject that we're talking about, especially the first, what I call the first commandment here. If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. So if they take from you, let them take it. The Lord will reward thee. If your enemy requires uh, help and need, give it to them. Now, how do you know if your enemy needs it? Well, you know, you can tell, hey, their car's broken down. They need a lift. They need, need help. And if there's family, you know, there's been a death in the, death in the family. They, they need help. They need, uh, we're all creatures that need help at some time in our life. And if our enemy is in need of help, feed him, give him water, help him. Don't return evil for evil, but give goodness, give love, give compassion. But what does it do? <laughs> the Bible says it heaps coals of fire upon their head. Now, let me translate that from the Hebrew into modern-day vernacular. It means it messes with their head. <laughs> you know, when you do kindness to them, when they've done you dirty and done you wrong, and you do kindness to them and show them love, it messes with their head. 
And they're expecting reciprocity. They're expecting you to give back and dish back like you have, like they've given it to you, but you don't. And they don't understand that. And they're going to wonder why, why, why? And this gives you the opportunity to be a child of God and give and deliver a powerful message. You know, I know what you did to me. I know you did this to me. But I didn't return evil for evil, and I want to let you know why. Because I have been changed. I didn't, God should have given me what I deserved for my wretchedness, for my sin, for the enormity of my crimes before him, but God didn't. Instead, he gave me grace and gave me mercy and showed me love. And I've been changed because of that. And therefore, because God has done such a great thing in my life, I want you to know in my flesh, I, could, I can't do that. I mean, I, I wanted to burn your house down. I wanted, to, I wanted to give back to you what you were doing to me. But God taught me to be better than that. God taught me to love you and to care for you so that you would know what forgiveness is and know what a Savior is. God can be. Folks, I'm here to tell you that it is powerful when you deliver goodness instead of evil. And it's not easy. That's why we need God and we do it in His strength. But we do it for the glory of God and not for ourselves. Be a peacemaker for they shall be called the children of God. That's going to be it for today and the week. Join us next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.